Hi, my name is Jameson. Welcome to the Unexpected Experts Podcast, a show where we dive into the vast spectrum of human knowledge and the ways that our experiences make us experts in unexpected ways. Thanks so much for listening. Hello, Andrea. How are you? Hello. Just jumping right in. I feel like I always start off saying it like that. Hello. Why, hello there. Oh, right, because we've we've said the whole Mrs. Doubtfire intro mm, thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. That brings a bell now. Yeah. I got to find a new way to talk. We got to find a... Yeah. I I find, like, at work, I slip into imitating people's accents all the time because Definitely. I work with so many people from europe i just like imitate the accents <laughs> like is this is this okay but they all love it it's great how's your anyway. week it's only um how was my week my week, is, my week is been, yeah i guess we're like halfway through yeah um it's been pretty good sunday what did i get up to what did we i get a up concert to? sunday you yes yes there was a new west concert um i did not sing in this one because it was funny, like during the show, I was kind of counting the number of songs that I knew. And it was like maybe eight. Okay. How many did um, we do? Like 17? Probably close to like 16 or 17 would be my <laughs> guess. I'm like, I know maybe half of these. And I was like, I'm not going to, you know, try and bust my brain to memorize a bunch more songs that I'm going to sing one time. You're saying that to someone who did bust their brains and has two children. So you know what? I'm here. You know what? Good for you. I'm very proud of you <laughs> that you did that, that you pulled that off. That's a great accomplishment. I mean, I, I slept my it. way through a couple parts, but and that's fine. Um, that I, was to be expected. I just was not as like motivated to do so, but I'm glad that you were. Fair enough. I think that's terrific. Fair enough. Um, uh, Sunday, I was watching the the F1 race in Australia with my buddy James, uh, mm-hmm. which was very good. It was very, very long. It was a long Aren't race. Aren't they all? <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess they're, they're typically about an hour, hour and a half or so. Mm-hmm. But this one specifically was like wild how long it took. Hmm. Like so long because there were, okay, this like we're, we're, we're getting into it here. But there was like three red flags on this race, which... For it's, those of us who don't watch F1, what does a red flag mean? <laughs> so a red flag Other means than that... You should probably um, leave that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, a, so there's there's two types of flags in F1. There's a yellow flag, which okay. can, which means that there's an incident on track and after which um, all cars have to slow down by 40%. And they either do one of two things. They do a virtual safety car or they do a safety car, like a full safety car. Okay. Virtual safety car, meaning they have to reduce their speed to 40% and they all have to follow, like, you know, line up behind each other. So any gaps gotcha. that have been that have been created during the race are now mitigated because mm-hmm. they're all really close to each other. Um, if it's not a really serious incident, then they'll, it'll just be a virtual safety car. Sometimes if it's a little more serious, they'll call out a full safety car, in which case a car drives out in front of all the cars. They all line up behind the safety car and then they go around the track at 
a slower speed until the incident is cleared up and the track is safe to race on again. Wow. Okay. If there's a way bigger crash or an incident, then they'll call it a red flag, ah. in which case all the cars have to go back into the pit lane. Oh my gosh. And it happened three times. It happened three times. Yikes. In this race. Like it was unreal. I've never, I haven't seen that before. I don't mm. know that that's happened before. Maybe. I mean, there's been a lot of races over a lot of decades of the sport, <laughs> yeah. so I wouldn't be surprised. But there were, I think, nine cars that got eliminated during this race. Wow. It was pretty crazy. Hmm. Pretty crazy. My mom started watching whatever the F1 thing is that's on Netflix. Oh, yes. Um, Good old Drive to Survive. And she told me that I should watch it, and I thought to myself, eh. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> it's super interesting. I she really did, enjoy it. She did I think say the same thing. I'm yeah. like, if my mom enjoyed it, like I probably would. I feel like we have fairly similar taste in watching things. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. My brother-in-law is also quite uh, enamored with F1. Mm. Yeah. But anyways, cool. So you watch that Sunday morning, I'm assuming. Yep. That's Sunday morning. when it is on. Typically, yeah. This one was in Australia, so obviously watching it live was not really an option mm-hmm. for me, um, which is okay. I usually watch them whenever whenever I can during a race weekend. Aren't they but, ahead of us in time? Or are they behind yeah. us? So oh. the, Australia is ahead of us. So if it was... Oh, how does that work now? I think if it's midnight in Australia, it's still... Uh, what, whatever it is, like it would be the night prior here in Alberta, if that makes sense. They are one p.m. tomorrow. Okay, currently, right now. So we're and recording at we're recording at like eight thirty. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're they're already well ahead of us. Right, they're in the future at that point. Yeah. Anywho, but yeah, good race, uh, very eventful, and. Not much else this weekend. is kind of chill. Pretty nice. You saw a movie Sunday night. <laughs> oh, yes, I did. Oh, thank you for reminding me of my of the events of my weekend. Uh, I went and saw John Wick, uh, John Wick 4. It was uh, very good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't think um, I've seen any of the John Wick movies. They're really interesting. Um, it's I've Keanu watched, Reeves, isn't it? Yeah. Right. I watched them all after they had all been in theaters. So I, I sort of missed the initial hype. But I remember watching them all afterwards and really just being taken by the world that they created with those films and the narr- like the narrative and the symbolism throughout all of them. Like it's a very, very cool, interesting story. It's super brutal, like very violent. There's a lot of death on screen. Oh. Um, but yeah, crazy good movies. Interesting. All four. So yeah, the I fourth will one was was very potentially good. put it on my bucket list to watch. My bucket list? No, <laughs> I will not put it on my bucket list. <laughs> list Keanu of Reeves. movies to watch before you die. <laughs> She's uh, funny. That's fun. Uh, what did you get up to this weekend? Slash this um, week also. What did I do on the weekend? Everything is starting to blur together because Matt's on spring break right now. And so like every day to me Mm. is like Saturday for the next two weeks. Um, 
I said to him, it's like Sundays, but then he's like, no, it's not Sundays because I dread Sundays because then it means the next day is Monday. Right. And I was like, okay, fair. But like, I'm just consistently dreading that you're going back to work. So I feel like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like every day will be Sunday for me. But anyways, so I don't even Saturday. What did we do on Saturday? Um, Gosh, I don't know. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I don't know. See, like this is my life as I literally have no idea what I've done with it. You had a concert on Sunday night. I did have a, <laughs> I did have a concert on Sunday night. I didn't watch F1 and I didn't go and see John Wick. That's what I can tell you. I can That's, tell you what I yeah, didn't do. Fair enough. There we go. Um, I feel like I did something. What did we do? We did something. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll come back to it. I can't remember. But yesterday, um, I took Parker because Matt is home. Um, I took Parker to, um, an indoor playground, just her and I, well, we met up with friends, um, for a little play date. Um, but we went to an indoor playground, which I've never done with her before. Half the time I've just thought she's too little. Um, and then the other half of the time I have had a newborn and so, I don't want to try and like chase around my toddler with a newborn strapped to me. So Matt Fair. was home. Totally. Um, and so I got to go with just Parker, which was really fun. And we met up with um, our little play date, um, basically our cousin. I don't know. I don't know what she is to me because she's like my husband's cousin's wife. <laughs> so she's okay. like my, I don't know. She's not even really my cousin-in-law. Not that that's a thing, but I don't know. Anyways, and then her little guy. So we just played in the toddler room, which was kind of perfect in cool. the end. Um, but I think we'll probably go again so that Parker can go on like the big playground because she was eyeing it up as we were leaving. <laughs> uh, nice. I was like, that might be a I good indicator go then. That. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? I feel like we did other things, but I don't know. Today I went and met um, my coworkers. Um, for my last job, uh, for like a coffee, um, down in Inglewood. And Ooh, we nice. just did like a little walk around. I brought Maisie with me. Um, and then I ended up having to leave cause she wasn't falling asleep. And then as I was walking back to my car, she fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we did that this afternoon. And then Matt took Parker to the pool today. They went swimming cute so sounded like she had a lot of fun he took her this morning to like this easter egg hunt thing at the rec center and she just was like super pumped about the pool so they went back oh nice um this afternoon so yeah and then we're going to edmonton we're leaving tomorrow to go and visit my sister and her husband and their little guy um for a couple days which will be fun Think we're also gonna go swimming while we're there so that'll be cool um yeah i feel like there's something else that we did but couldn't tell you anymore no sweet clue it's gone it is gone it's gone mm-hmm. so yeah it'll be nice it's gonna be nice just to kind of all be together at home for the next couple weeks so matt has um yeah two weeks off of work which is great. That's awesome. Bring That's a break. nice, nice amount of time. Mm-hmm. 
But isn't yeah. it also that like he starts really, really early in August so that no. you can have two weeks or how does that no. work? Or was that um, with your school that you were That was with at? my school. Okay. Um, they also, yeah, they go back, they have this week off and then they go back next week. Most CBE schools are already back as of Monday, oh, okay. um, like this past Monday, but, um, I was at a, um, <laughs> whatever the opposite, I can't, I don't have words tonight. Um, I was at a non-traditional school, a, I don't know what it's called anymore. Anyways, a non-CBE um, school. No, it was a it is a CBE school. It's just not a traditional calendar. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, we started earlier in like we went back like I think we started August fifteenth this year. Um, so we had like three weeks before most schools went back to school. Um, and but they actually I don't know if it's public knowledge, so maybe I won't say. <laughs> <laughs> oh no they because the calendars are out the cbe has actually eliminated the different um like this other calendar so okay. all schools all cbe schools will be traditional calendars next year um i really hope that that's public knowledge i'm gonna fact check that so that i can make sure that we can keep that tidbit in okay <laughs> um, <laughs> Sounds good. anyways yeah so we started like early August, we had three weeks and then, um, yeah. And then they had two weeks at spring break this year. Yeah. I don't know why I'm at school, but next year it's going to be different for foothills schools. Um, they are introducing a week off in November next year. Okay. Um, or like, yeah, I think it's a full week. Um, which I remember like they implemented that in universities a couple years ago because it's just a long time between September and December with like not anything more than a long weekend. And I think there was just like some students that were just really struggling with being in school so monotonously and right. I, it was causing some mental health issues and there was lots of suicides happening like in really um, yeah in like November September like oh. October November that was like statistically for university students anyways I think anyways wow. um that I mean, was if like you think about it too like that's the time of year that we're getting less and less sunlight totally so that certainly plays a factor yeah yeah so like seasonal depression is a real thing 100 percent yeah so they introduced that a couple years ago. Like I was still in university when we started doing it. And then okay. now, yeah, like Foothills Division is introducing it this or next year. So they'll get a fall break, which means they'll only get one week off for spring break next year. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah. Um, that's my tidbit of information for you. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea I was going to go into it that, that hardcore. But anyway... different episode this time um i 
I don't remember how how it came up. Oh yeah, I was talking you with you had you were hanging I was with, with my buddy James, and him and I were chatting about like AI stuff and um, AI like art generation, and then we started talking about like Chat GPT and how it's this um, AI platform that you can kind of have a conversation with. Honestly, like the language recognition is pretty powerful on this on this program mm -hmm. and um it's oh oh i had to burp there okay pause then gnarly okay <laughs> so yeah it's it's pretty crazy honestly like um i i was kind of curious about like what exactly it is so i i looked it up like i asked chat gpt what chat gtp is <laughs> so uh, the definition that it gives itself is that chat GTP stands for chat generative pre-training transformer and refers to a large language model developed by OpenAI. So OpenAI is the company that developed this program. Um, it is a type of artificial intelligence that uses machine learning algorithms to understand and respond to natural language input from users. ChatGPT is a neural network that has been trained on vast amounts of text data to learn the patterns and structures of language. This training allows it to generate human-like responses to a wide range of questions and topics. The model is constantly learning and updating itself as it interacts with users, improving its responses over time. It has many potential applications, including customer service, personal assistance, and language translation. Um, so that's sort of the definition that it's got of itself there, but it's loaded, like pretty crazy um, what this thing can do. Like I've, I've seen TikToks of people creating cocktails from, mm. from AI. Like they just ask it, what's a cool cocktail I can make with tequila. And then it'll just spit right. out like a tequila based cocktail or what's a good recipe with steak and green peppers and alfalfa sprouts and it'll like, like generate a recipe fridge. <laughs> totally right thinking as you were yeah. saying that i was i saw some other clip of a um of a of another ai model where that you can like hold up your phone to your fridge and it'll look at the items in your fridge and actually generate meals based on what's in your fridge that is super creepy. like unbelievable um i don't know if i yeah. like that <laughs> it's 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 a lot it's kind of wild. <laughs> yeah, that's a different. Yeah, life is. I mean, it, it feels like another world that we're living in that yeah. we're sort of on the cusp of. Yeah. ChatGPT gained over a million users and downloads within like a month of its release, something like that. That's nuts. Which is wild. Um, the amount of engagement and response that it got initially, like when it launched, which I think was in November 2022. I've literally never right. heard of it <laughs> until you told me about it. I was like, no. Yeah. But okay. So I guess our topic today, um, we've touched on a little bit is AI and mm -hmm. artificial intelligence. Um, it's something that I've been probably a little more aware of um, just from some of the videos that I've been watching from that channel, a uh, corridor digital that I've, mm -hmm. I've talked about on here before. But they have a bunch of stuff about AI art and AI um, videos and graphics and all of this and and like the um, and the copyrights surrounding this stuff as well, which mm. is 
very interesting and very controversial. Um, so what, I guess, question for you then, what would your knowledge of AI encompass? Like what, what is it that you know about AI at this point? Well, that feels like a complicated question. Like I don't really know what I know until I'm t- like talking about it or I'm asked about it. <laughs> right. Like I know obviously like we're putting AI into cars. We're putting, um, I don't know. I don't even know beyond, beyond that. Like I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Like I've seen in some restaurants now we're using like those automated carts that bring you your meal instead of having waitresses come. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, it's like your meal on a tray and it just like is brought to your table and it knows where your table is. Right. Um uh someone I know posted the other day they were in like a Walmart or something and there was a floor cleaner that was going around. There was no one like no one operating it, but it was going around and like mopping up the floor. Whoa. Um, in the store, yeah. Um crazy. And that was like here, like it's not like it's somewhere else. Like that was here, yeah. like local. Well, like I saw, I saw like three Teslas on the way home today. And totally, like those, all, those all have some kind of AI in yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And I think I was telling you the other day, like my friend has a Kia. Um, yes. Tell Tell you ride, I think is what it's called. Um, Telluride. I don't know how to say it. I know that's what it's called, but um, and he, it's like sort of. I mean, I think it's similar to what the Tesla can do in that you can drive hands-free and it maintains your speed and it will keep you inside of your lane. So like I know he just recently posted that he was able to use it again. So I imagine that um, because in the wintertime we have so much snow, it's covering the lanes. um, And so then the car doesn't know where the lane starts and where it ends. So you can't use the automated driving skill that right. it has in the wintertime because it can't really read the road right find exactly out where it is on the road yeah um and then i i remember a few years back um oh was, yeah it was a while ago now but um I, we were driving to invermere and my friend we were driving in her car or i guess her dad's car um and it was a volvo i think um and it had like you could set the speed like set your cruise control But then if you were coming up to um, a vehicle in front of you, it would automatically slow you down and lower your speed so that you didn't have to like hit your brakes um, to not hit the car in front of you. It just would automatically, like it just knew that there was someone in front of you. So there's obviously AI there involved. Hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I've I've seen a similar thing in another vehicle that I drove um, and it had... Uh, I don't know what year this was, like what year this vehicle was. I want to say it was like maybe a 2010 or something. So it was definitely before AI, but it had a similar thing in it. Mm. And it was like, like you could set the distance. It was like right. a three. um, uh, What is it now? Like a three stage distance or okay. something to the car in front of you. So how close, however close you wanted to be in front of the car in front of you. Sure. It was just like a radar type of a, a thing and then you could set the distance that way okay but interesting yeah it's interesting it is definitely starting to show up in a lot more places i wouldn't say i was gonna uh, 
in my head, I was thinking it's like starting to take over. I don't think it's starting to take over. Maybe it is more than I realize it is, but I feel like it's not necessarily taking over per se, but it's Mm. showing up in more places. I guess another, would it be considered AI? Like when you go to McDonald's and you can use the machines, like, is that considered AI? Like that's, I think that would just be like an automated like teller system. Because artificial intelligence would be a different thing. Um, so I guess, yeah, where is the line drawn? Chat GPT, what <laughs> artificial intelligence is. Yeah, what, like, is, if it what has defines a it? it. Oh, I'm sure it will. I asked it while JMO is typing. I asked it. <laughs> um, there's, okay, I'll give a background. It's such a garbage story. But, anyways, I have this type of chip. We used to be able to get it in Canada. And, um, I became obsessed with it. Like it was so good. And when I was pregnant with both of my girls, I had a huge craving for it. Um, and so in my first pregnancy, I had a friend who found it in like the small individual bags in the vending machine at the South health, um, or the South, really, yeah, the South health, uh, hospital. Um, and then in my second pregnancy, bless their souls, Dave and Wendy were on a road trip in the States and they were looking at every target Walmart, (laughs) like whatever grocery store or store that sold chips, they were looking in it for chips for me. I didn't even, I didn't even ask them, but for some, for some, I guess Wendy had heard about my weird obsession with these chips. Yeah. Um, and um took it upon herself she was like what was that kind of chip that you were looking for again and <laughs> nice. and then like yeah she like looked she brought me like four big bags back it was hilarious wow. um i should say that the blankens when they were in the states also looked for me upon request but they were unable to find the exact chip they found like a dupe or like a similar kind but okay yeah it, was, it just wasn't the same but it's still tasty and i was still grateful but yeah. So you you were asking ChatGPT. Oh yeah, I was asking ChatGPT why certain places um or like why do chip flavors only exist in certain places or something like that. I can't remember how I yeah, asked. Yeah. Oh, I said I can scroll up. <laughs> why are specific flavors of chips only available in the states? And it said there could be a few reasons why. One is that there are different regions that have different tastes, pre- taste preferences. Okay. And so companies are catering to those um, markets. Another reason is due to licensing and distribution. Um, there might be different food regulations and standards. I'm like Cole's notes. There's like four full paragraphs. It's hilarious. Wow. Um, some flavors might contain ingredients that are not approved for use in other countries. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then finally, it could be a simply a matter of market demand. So my guess right. is that the reason we don't have it here is market demand because we, yeah, devastating to say yeah. the least. But if ever um, you're in the states and you find Ruffles cheddar cheese and sour cream chips, <laughs> just uh, bring a couple bags back for me. Just, just like ship up a pallet for Andrea here. <laughs> exactly. She's got a garage. She could store it in the garage. It's fine. Absolutely. Um, so I asked ChatGPT. So I guess we're doing this episode more as like a quote unquote interview with ChatGPT about what AI is. And honestly, like I'm I'm okay with us going anywhere with this. I think it's a really <sighs> interesting topic and it's 
it's something that is happening and uh, something that's very powerful and something that could be very shaping for our future. So, you know, mm-hmm. the more we know about it, I think the better. Uh, art of, or AI stands for artificial intelligence, which is a field of computer science focused on the development of intelligent machines that can perform tasks that typically require human intelligence, such as visual perception, speak recognition, decision-making, and language translation. Um, artificial intelligence involves deeper, sorry, developing computer algorithms and systems that can learn from data and make decisions based on that learning. This learning process can be supervised, unsupervised, or a combination of both. Hmm. Um, uh, there are several techniques used in artificial intelligence, including machine learning, deep learning, natural language processing, and computer vision. Machine learning algorithms enable computers to identify patterns in data, while deep learning algorithms use artificial neural networks to simulate the way the human brain works. That's really interesting. Hmm. One of the, I mean, one of the really cool things, and I alluded to it earlier, was that visual component, like right. the computer vision. So something like AI artwork. So all you have to do is just look up on Google, like AI art, and you'll see all kinds of examples of images that have been generated by artificial intelligence by just people typing in a prompt into a program and it pulls from this data set mm, and creates mm-hmm. something. Um, so right now there's been a lot of big controversies surrounding that kind of stuff with copyright infringement law, um, especially in the States. And, uh, like, is it stealing someone's intellectual property if you put in an artist's name to describe the type of artwork that you want to generate? So if you say, um, draw a bird sitting on a branch eating a lollipop in the style of Leonardo da Vinci. Like you <laughs> oh could, gosh. you could honestly put that in yeah. and it would generate something like that or right. um, anything like that. You could put in, in the style of, and then insert an artist in there and it'll come up with something mm-hmm. resembling that artist's work. So you could do like draw a beer can designed by Leo or um, by Van Gogh. And right. it would draw something like Starry Ned on a beer can, I guess, or whatever it is. It it would generate an image with the within those parameters. Mm. It's pretty wild. Um, like when you get into the copyright law of it, that's yeah, it's it's kind of kind of controversial. Like what's going on with it right now? So we have a few people on Instagram Live right now, and yeah. we want to ask the gpt gods some questions so if y'all have questions feel free um i'm i'm gonna get the ball rolling um i i had i had one thing that i had like messed around with earlier and this is like maybe just a nerdy indulgence but i'm gonna ask it um what's a good yeah, for those that just joined on Instagram, we are talking about artificial intelligence on our podcast this week. And so we thought we would engage the audience <laughs> in like a real-time way. Um, and so you're here. We have this online program called Chat GPT, and you can ask it questions. And it's funny, Kira came on with Wonderland Sleep Co. And I one of the questions I just asked just to see what it would spit out 
was what are the most successful sleep training methods for babies? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, oh, that's a fun idea. Ask it to Ooh, make up a cool. bedtime story. I like that. I like that. Okay, what did you ask it? Okay, so I'm I'm asking it like this is just the the first thing that came to my mind after a question that I asked it earlier. Um this is just my nerdy indulgence. So it's what's a good wizard build for D&D? <laughs> so Dungeons and Dragons. Oh boy. Uh, and it gives you a list. So in Dungeons and Dragons, wizard builds can vary depending on the player's preferences and play style, but here's a basic build that can be effective. And then it gives you a race to play, a class, a background, ability scores that you should invest in, different skills that you should put your proficiencies into, um, feats, which are different ability modifiers later in the game, and the types of equipment that you should get, the spells you should get. Holy cow. This is like super legit. I have a good story. That's just so in-depth. generated a really great story. Um, Kira, for for I Kira? Will, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll send okay, it so, to you. So Kira's question there was, yeah, ask it to make, oh, I saw... Yeah, ask it to make make up a bedtime story from an adventurous five-year-old. Kira, I will copy and paste it to you in a text, but um, we have once upon a time, there was a very adventurous five-year-old named Max. Max loved to explore and go on exciting adventures, and he was always looking for his next big adventure. One day, Max decided to explore the great unknown, and he set off into the forest near his house. As he walked through the forest, he saw all sorts of amazing creatures, from talking squirrels to magic fairies. As Max continued on his journey, he came across a tall mountain in the distance. He knew that what he, he knew that he had to climb it, so he set off on the long journey to the top. As he climbed higher and higher, he encountered all sorts of challenges from steep cliffs to rushing rivers, but Max was determined to make it to the top, so he persevered and overcame each obstacle in his path. Oh my this gosh. Is like a teaching this is story. so this good. Is amazing. I'm like Finally, in the world right now <laughs> as you're reading this out. <laughs> Finally, after what seemed like hours of climbing, Max made it to the top of the mountain, and what he saw there was truly breathtaking, a beautiful castle made entirely out of candy. Ooh. Ooh. Max was so excited that he couldn't resist exploring the castle. He ate as much candy as he wanted and played with all the sweet and colorful creatures that lived there. And even though he knew he couldn't stay forever, Max cherished every moment of this ma- of his magical adventure. Eventually, Max was knew it was time to return home, so he said goodbye to his new friends and set off back down the mountain. As he walked back through the forest and arrived back home he felt so happy and content knowing that he had just experienced the adventure of a lifetime and as max drifted off to sleep that night he couldn't wait to see what his next adventure would be this reminds Aww. me it says the end that's um, so cute i love it that reminds so me much. of um uh where the wild things are <laughs> oh yeah the, the storybook which is so cute anyways so i feel like this is a good time to just go back to like our conversation of um like essentially what do you think about artificial intelligence yeah yeah like what what does artificial intelligence conjure up in your mind like when you think of it um what what things have you heard about ai like have you seen stuff like the ai art that's gone really viral or have you heard anything about chat gtp or have you heard anything about um yeah web-based learning software and mechanisms and all of well, that and like also like how you feel stuff. about it i remember having a conversation yeah, with someone um and you and i were chatting about this just like prior to actually coming on and recording this podcast episode but yeah um just about the like 
I don't know. I don't even know what to sort of label it, but just like the, um, the, the way in which AI can control our lives and, and how do you feel about that? And so I was, I remember back in the day I was having a conversation with someone, um, about like these cars. It was before the self-driving cars and, um, they were trying to essentially give it like these humanistic characters, human characteristics. That's what I mean. Um, and, um, what would you, what would you choose for the vehicle? Like if you were going to be going through a tunnel, you're coming up to a tunnel with your vehicle and you're in like your self-driving mode and your, um, option because of the circumstances, your option in the vehicle, um, was to either go move into the other lane and hit an oncoming vehicle. So both, you know, both vehicles are on impact or the other option would be, I think it was like either like driving into or like down a hill off a cliff, something like that. What would you get the car to do? Like, what would you want the car to do? Cause you have to, when you're programming these things, you have to, you know, in this situation, I want the AI to respond this way. Um, and so what would you want it to do? And I just thought like, if that's what our world is coming to, where you have to give such control to something, um, that, yeah, I don't know. It just, it, it like, feels like a little the ethical scary implications of surrendering control to a computer really yeah. like yeah to boil it down mm-hmm. yeah that's wild it's not yeah <laughs> i don't know it's a that little scary crazy. so i don't know i don't really like the thought of ai seeping any more into our world than it already is and yet yeah. here we are but um it is happening and how do we like do i just continue to limit my exposure to it do i is that ignorant of me um like how do you how yeah i don't know how do you how do you handle the implications that ai can have <laughs> yeah and i mean we we were chatting a little earlier too about um like copyright law in as far or insofar as um ai art is concerned and like what what portions of it is like copyright infringement and to what extent are you um, changing the nature of an image or using an image Mm -hmm. to create or influence the art that you're trying to create? Like, like creating a piece of art in the style of another artist is is really controversial. Uh, Andrea just asked, have you watched Westworld? And I have thought a lot about that. Westworld, like I have really enjoyed that show. I haven't finished it. Um, I don't even know what season I've made it to, but um, it's a show essentially from what I have watched. There's like this world. It's kind of like think of a theme park and it's like you go to this theme park and you spend time, you know, whether it's a vacation or an escape from reality or whatever that is. And there is artificial intelligence walking around the park Um, And you can have um, interactions with them. Like they look and breathe and speak and like they are, for all intents and purposes, they're humans. And, but you don't know. So there becomes a point if you're so immersed in it, you maybe don't even know who's real and who's not real. Um, Okay. Yeah. And they learn from you too. So they learn from your interactions, obviously, as being AI. 
Um, and so they, and they all have different storylines. Um, but I don't know if I'm spoiling it by saying so much as essentially because they're constantly learning, um, there's one of the characters that kind of starts to sort of realize what's going on almost. And so she's almost Mm. like outsmarting, um, the system in a way. I don't know. I don't know if that's a spoiler, but if it is, I'm sorry. It's an old show. So if you haven't watched it yet, then it sucks. Um, (laughs) Brian, is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Seriously. It's a very good show. Um, it's a really good show. It's very well done, but yes, it is. It is a bit freaky. Um, when you think about it and think about the concept behind it. And I think like in that, in that way, that's the part that sort of freaks me out is like, at what point will the AI start to take over the world? (laughs) Really? Like, yeah, yeah, it's a little scary. Okay. Based off of, um, uh, based off of Brian's prompt there, I'm putting into chat GPT, write song lyrics in the style of Freddie Mercury. And we'll just see what it generates. Okay. Verse one. Oh, darling, can you feel it in the air? The rhythm of the night. It's everywhere. Let's see you dancing with your hips so fine. Let's keep the party going. Let's cross the line. Ooh. Oh, boy. Chorus, because we're the champions of the night. <laughs> the world is ours. We're shining bright. No matter what, we'll never lose the fight. We're the champions of the night. Dang. And then it's like a full one, two, three. Oh, yeah. One, two. Two verses, and then of course bridge, chorus, and then an outro. Holy cow! Wow, that's insane. Let's see. What we the were talking says. to oh, before. Don't like, be shy. Let's give it all. Let's touch the sky. We'll never stop. We'll never slow down. We'll keep moving on to the sound. Dang. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Is there <laughs> a chord chart? Andrew asks. Is yeah. there a chord chart included? That's funny. No, but now you just have to find someone to write the musical part for it. Um, we were talking about, uh, how you can, there's a different form of this sort of AI intelligence, uh, excuse me, where you can, um, take a picture of the stuff in your fridge and it will concoct a meal for you. Um, And or like, you know, just putting in ingredients into this chat GPT. I have steak. I have goat cheese. I have arugula. I have this, that and everything else. What should I make for dinner? And then it'll give you a couple ideas. And JMO is saying, too, that there is um, a um, someone who's used it to make cocktail recipes. So it's just yeah. like it, it can be helpful. And I think that's kind of the cool thing about AI is that it can absolutely be helpful and it can absolutely fill in some gaps where maybe you don't have the skill or the understanding about something. Um, and that's a cool way to use it. But at what point, at what point does it become, uh, over excessive and maybe a bit terrifying? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like what, what, what is that point where it starts creeping towards the singularity and Mm -hmm. the technology has advanced so far that we can no longer control it and it starts learning and exploring and discovering at a rate totally thousands of years worth of computing power um and then humans become obsolete 
Totally. Who knows? Kind of crazy. Who knows but indeed? I'm kind of okay with it just asking me to give, uh, or with asking it to give me like Freddie Mercury lyrics. Oh, wait a minute. Hold up. I think it, oh, did it? Did you ask oh. it for chords? I asked it for chords, but I think it only gave me, oh, I want to see if I can like actually get <laughs> chords for this. Okay, give That's me a sec. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Um, do do any of the people watching have any ideas for us to uh, to ask this thing as well? Um, Carrie Lynn, yeah, I wonder if we could commission it to write music for choir and orchestra. It's mostly a text based thing, so it's like you you enter in a question and then it'll spit out a bunch of lines of dialogue on top of it. So kind of mm -hmm. interesting that way. Um, wow. It actually just like legit gave me chords for that as well. That's really cool. It just spat out the exact same lyrics and then put chords at different points throughout um, the lyrics. You should screenshot that. <laughs> that is and crazy. You should somehow record playing it and then create a melody, obviously, because now we need to know how the song really goes. Right. That's hilarious. I like, love that. Unreal. Is there any so other cool. questions that the people have for um, ChatGPT? Get it to write an online date. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> yes, um, please. Write Let's do an it. online dating profile for a. Um, how do you want me to describe you, Andrea? Like a guy asked to write a pop song in the style of Justin Timberlake with a bouncy beat drop in the chorus. It took a couple hours, but it worked and was epic. That does sound that's epic. cool okay andrea how, how do you want us to describe you for this okay middle-aged mom middle-aged mom i cannot wait okay here we go are you ready oh something <laughs> something went wrong if this issue persists please contact us through our help center oh. <laughs> sorry uh, here I'll, I'll try it okay write a write an Online dating profile <laughs> for a middle-aged mom. There we go. Okay. okay. Andrew, are you ready? Uh, hi there. I'm a proud mother of two wonderful children. You can put that in there with one because you only have one kid. And now that they're older and more independent, I'm ready to start focusing on my own happiness again. I'm looking for someone who shares my values, interests, and is ready for a meaningful relationship. Ooh. This is like three four more paragraphs here we'll send it to you this, this is pretty extensive in my free time i love to stay active and explore the outdoors whether it's hiking biking or just going for a walk in the park i'm also an avid reader and enjoy curling up with a good book or watching a thought-provoking movie i value honesty communication and kindness in a partner i'm looking for someone who is compassionate open-minded and has a good sense of humor i believe that laughter is the best medicine and can make even the toughest days a little brighter I'm so here for that. Uh, there we go. Yeah, no yeah, hiking. No hiking. I was going to say um, that it hit the nail on the head with a curling up with a book, though. So that was That's cool. great. Yeah. If it could be specific and say curling up, curling up with a Kindle. <laughs> curling yeah, up with there we go. Kindle to read my latest Like we're, we're just giving you a template and then you yeah. can just fill in, you know, fill in the blanks here. This is crazy cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, there we go. It's funny because that is the template. Um, okay. 
I'm going to say, based on, on Carrie Lynn's here, write a pop song in the style of Justin Timberlake. And, oh, with a bouncy beat drop in the chorus. That's cool. Okay. I'm going to just see what comes up with Justin Timberlake. Oh, maybe in collaboration with Phil Collins? Justin Timberlake and Phil Collins? When? <laughs> when would it happen? You never know. Let's so there's see. obviously a big drum bit. There we go. Uh, oh, it's even like spitting out. Okay, this is wild. It's spitting out the sections of the song that each of them are singing. That is funny. So the first bit is like Justin Timberlake. I see you dancing in the neon lights. I can't help but stare. You're shining so bright. I got it. Or I know I got to talk to you before the night is through. And then it switches to Phil Collins. Amazing. And then we say, I hear the beat of the drums. It's calling me. I got to move my feet and set my heart free. We can't stop now. We'll never give up. And then the chorus is together. <laughs> we'll dance in the, until the morning light. Our body's moving. We're feeling all right. We're going to make this moment last forever. Together we'll be unstoppable. We'll be better. That's that's funny. Amazing. That's so good. With chord charts. <laughs> With chord charts. With chord charts. Oh man, that's so funny. What a time. Crazy. That is um, good stuff. Oh my goodness, I've got one. Yeah. Um, do it. Which is better? Apple or Android? <laughs> nice. Okay, so the the consensus from J ChatGPT about Apple versus Android. As an AI language model, I cannot provide a personal opinion or preference on whether and on whether Apple or Android is better. Both Apple and Android have their own unique strengths and weaknesses, and ultimately, the decision of which is better depends on individual preferences and needs. Apple devices are known for their sleek design, user-friendly interface, and tight integration between hardware and software. They also tend to have better app quality control and more consistent software updates. However, they can be more expensive than Android devices. Android devices, on the other hand, offer a wider range of devices at different price points, greater customization options, and more flexibility in terms of service and hardware. Sorry, in terms of software and hardware. However, they can be more susceptible to malware and may not receive software updates as frequently or as consistently as Apple devices. Ultimately, the choice between Apple and Android comes down to personal preference and what features and functions are most important to the individual user. Hmm. That's a very like right down the middle, like here are the two things and you do totally. with it what you want. Yeah. Like, that's a nice, a nice easy. This is awesome. A, like towing the party line type of a, Definitely. a description there. That's great. Um, my friend who was on watching had to leave, but she texted me and she said, can you ask it to um, give me a positive self-talk inspiration tonight before my big dentist appointment tomorrow? Um, Ooh, and I've got like, oh my gosh, of course, here are some positive self-talk inspiration to help you feel more confident Come and on, calm before go. your big... Blah, 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 Let's blah. Go. I am strong and capable and I can handle anything that comes my way, including a dental appointment. I trust my dentist and their expertise. They are here to help me and I am in good hands. Um, 
I am taking care of my health and well-being by going to the dentist. This is a positive step forward. I am grateful for the opportunity to take care of my teeth and maintain oral health. This is awesome. Um, I had. I want to go to the dentist now. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrific. Yeah. Anyways, that's pretty cool. So, AI for you, folks. AI. Um. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm curious about like, what is the controversy around AI and how it can affect our future. We'll see what it says. Did you write you did you use the right effect because that will that will yes. affect your answer. Um affect our future. That's so smart, Andrea. Right. Um, I believe you are referring to artificial intelligence and the controversy surrounding its potential impact on the future. The controversy around AI stems from concerns that as AI becomes more advanced and ubiquitous, it may pose threats to human safety, privacy, and employment. For example, it's giving me examples, y'all. Wow. For example, some worry that autonomous weapon systems could be developed with AI, which could potentially lead to unintentional harm or loss of control. Others are concerned that AI could be used to automate jobs and lead to mass unemployment, or that it could be used to manipulate public opinion or infringe individuals' privacy. Another aspect of the controversy around AI is the potential for bias and discrimination in AI systems. AI systems are only as unbiased as the data they are trained on, and if that data reflects existing social biases, the AI system may perpetuate those biases. This can be particularly concerning in areas like criminal justice where AI-based systems could lead to unfair or discriminatory decisions. Despite these concerns, there are also many potential benefits of AI, including increased efficiency and productivity, improved healthcare and education, and the ability to solve complex problems. The key is to ensure that AI is developed and used responsibly with a focus on minimizing potential risks and maximizing benefits for all. That's kind of interesting. I was I was watching a video today about um like the way that you can make money off of AI and there are people that will use it to do coding. So they enter in like the thing that they want to accomplish in a coding like a piece of coding software and it will generate the code for them and then they just copy and paste it into whatever program, um, whatever program they're to. running wow. and it'll and that code will work and it'll do it way quicker than the person who's actually coding um would would ever take to create that line of code um Interesting. there's people that use it for doing blog posts mm. like they just put in a topic and they copy paste whatever sections they want and they have they can essentially just like generate a blog post about whatever topic it is that they want to that they want to discuss um there's another thing in here. Yeah, like the biases about these things too. There was an AI system that went live a few years ago. I don't remember the name of it, but there were people that were putting stuff into it, like really racist and misogynistic stuff. And it was mm. like perpetuating that kind of thing um, or those, those kind of like topics. And it got like really, really out of hand really quickly. And so they had to right. shut it shut down the whole thing so there's there's risks that way too that um what it was saying in here ai systems are only as unbiased as the data that they are trained on so if you have a very large data set 
um, some of which maybe has like racist or misogynistic or homophobic type language in it, then it could be trained on that type of input as well. So it's really interesting that way, like when you when you look at it too, what are what are the benefits of AI that way? Um, if the information that it's being trained on is maybe not 100% great, you know? Interesting. Yeah. Well, I think that kind of loops back almost maybe to the conversation about the car. Like, yeah. how do you yeah. want to train the car to respond? Not that it's going to do it in like a misogynistic way, but um, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, like, or maybe, maybe there is a way that someone could actually program it to be, like if there's a mother and children in the oncoming car, then choose option B. <laughs> like right, yeah, yeah, yeah. How would you say that you do you? How do you interact with AI, like on a day to day basis, or do you? Uh, I think for me, it's more just me saying like, you know, like asking Google to program an alarm sure. or set a reminder or yeah open a YouTube video or play a song like that kind of thing. It, right. I don't know that that's necessarily AI. Like if that's defined as AI more um, like in, in so much as it would just be a virtual assistant. Like I don't sure. think it's an artificial intelligence. It's just a virtual assistant that's trained to listen and respond to certain prompts. I just asked, I just asked chat GPT if Siri is considered AI and it said, yes, Siri is considered an AI oh. application. Okay. Um, it's developed by Apple and integrated into operating systems. It's designed to learn from the user's behavior and preferences, improving accuracy and effectiveness over time. So asking it to set your alarm might not be okay. considered necessarily using AI, but um, like certainly I will ask Siri to play music. I will ask Siri, like I, yeah, I ask Siri to do a ton of things for me because it's totally. hands-free. So it's just yeah. super convenient, but. Um, yeah, that, make, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Interesting. I mean, other than just me watching videos about AI from like corridor digital. I don't really interact with AI other than just me playing with stuff on my phone. Right. Um, but some people like I was watching a video of this guy that was, that writes code and he was talking a little bit about how he uses chat GPT to generate code for his job. Um, and like, that's how he makes money. He just, he writes code and he asks ChatGPT to like generate this code for him. Hmm. Um, and he said it was kind of, it, it was very helpful, but it was also very concerning for, for his industry too. And like what, what could happen in the industry like long-term if right. your code is being generated by AI versus um, being generated by a person. Right. Right. You just said someone, she is a teacher. Um, she says assessment in schools will need to change. And mm. some teachers are very worried. That is totally valid and fair. I, yeah. I, yeah, like the thought of integrating um, AI more and more into life is definitely a concerning thing <laughs> for me. Um, so I can understand. Yeah, the fear and the hesitation behind integrating it into different areas of life. I wonder, like in terms of assessment, um, 
yeah, I guess like, and maybe this is not necessarily what this teacher is talking about, but, um, perhaps like, oh, sorry. Good point about the schoolwork. AI can generate essays. I'm not good at like not instantly reading the comments that come I, up. I legit, like I as, as you were talking about the education in there, I put in to chat GPT just now, write an essay on pride and prejudice. Totally. And it's, and it's it's written like a six paragraph thing well, in the time that you were talking there. Like and that's I just, crazy. I just wonder. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this, yeah, she's wow. just saying that she's caught, she's already caught a number of students using it for essays. There we go. Um, and yeah. Matt is the same too. Like he has, he has definitely caught. And the interesting slash sad slash frustrating thing is that he's caught the student and then he's, you know, he's talked to them about it and said, okay, I'll give you another chance to rewrite this um, right. and hand it in again. And then that student did it again um, where they were, yeah, like they just did another plagiarized essay, which is just really, yeah, yeah. I guess ne well, not necessarily plagiarism, this, but you're just not writing it yourself or maybe yeah, it would like still be considered plagiarism. It, it, like dishonestly. Yeah. Like this other comment here, some professors are now saying no to more, or sorry, there's no more now essays. saying no more essays. Because mm -hmm. yeah, obviously, like if if you can just ask a computer to generate an essay for you based on Wuthering Heights, then yeah. you can just go do that. Side like note, you're wild. picking a lot of her favorite books. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm just like going through the Rolodex of books that or I maybe went not. I shouldn't say a lot of her school. favorite books, but just a lot of books that she is definitely. Yeah. Uh, read and yeah anyways um, that's great um, I was thinking too yeah just like with the education side of things um, what did she say before uh, assessment um, yeah just I think it also like when you get an artificial intelligence um, to create an assessment for your student like it's going to be very automated like it, there's no yeah. um, personal relationship that you can then you know, bring into your comments or, um, the way that you do your marking, I guess like different schools are doing it a different way already. Um, just like the format. And, um, I got to write report cards for the first time last year. I mm. do not envy the teachers who have done it for years and years. It is a big task. You um, know what you could do? Ask Chad. <laughs> no. That's the thing. That's the that whole point the though. That is the whole point because yeah. um the um the it's like it's nice to be able to write those personal comments for students. Um totally. Yeah. It it takes a lot more time and a lot more energy, but I think it goes a long way. And I guess that's just my own personal opinion, my personal experience. I can remember and like part of it is the way in which the government is sort of mandating how report cards are to be written and part of it is how school boards mandate things. Um there's just so many different ways that you could get a, a report card. And even like, okay. I feel like in my experience, which is very limited, but um, different principals have different expectations of how you should write a report card. Um, there's a lot of very positive, um, uh, like positive reinforcement in your writing. So instead of saying like, you know, um, 
Joe is struggling with this, blah, 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 blah. You talk about, it's, oh, sorry, it's called strength-based. Um, so you're talking about that student's strengths and wh- where they thrive as opposed to where they are lacking. Okay. Um, right. Which, like, I don't know, I'm conflicted on as it is, but that's not the point of this. This is the, the whole point is, like, if you in the same way that you can ask chat GPT to write you an essay about weathering heights, um, you know, you could ask it to write you report card comment for a student who's struggling with reading, like, like, yeah. Right. Right. Like, um, Oh, it will do strength-based comments. Okay. Interesting. Um, report card comment on student for language, uh, social studies. Let's see what yeah, it as does. as we're talking about like education and trouble with writing essays too. I'm just going back to when I was in high school and the trouble that I had writing essays. Like if I if I had a tool like this, I probably would have used it too. Honestly. Oh, for sure. Because I was so bad in the classroom, like paying attention in the classroom and it was such a struggle for me to maintain any kind of focus like with my level of ADHD. I just could not be bothered to participate or mm. focus on anything that I wasn't interested in. And I certainly wasn't interested in English class. So, you know, why why would I ever have a desire to write an essay on something like Wuthering Heights? Right. There was just no impetus for me to do that. I had no desire to do that. So if for me, I know for myself for sure, if there was a tool like Chat G- like ChatGPT to generate ideas about a book or a novel or whatever then i'm sure i likely would have used it too so like i don't fault kids for that sure it's not right either way um and it's it's definitely a shortcut and it's it's allowing kids to just bypass any kind of critical thinking they're just putting in a question and then they get an answer and then they put it on their page and then they call it homework right right I mean, so like the, yeah. the critical thinking portion of it and even just sitting with an idea for a while, you know, you're you're eliminating that as a possibility for you um, and you're eliminating the possibility to learn anything by just passing it off onto something on on your Internet browser. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, but then in a sense, aren't you saying that it's OK to use it? No, I'm I'm saying it's not okay to use it. Right. Like because in doing so, like by using it, you're bypassing any kind of thinking that you have to do on your own. Right. So if if you have to write an essay on a book and you just ask the internet about what this book means. Right. Right. Then you're not thinking about what the book actually means yourself. Right? right. Or what your interpretation of the book is. I feel yeah, like I mean, I remember in school um, book reports. Um, and I remember, um, I hadn't quite finished the book in time to write the book report. And so I had found out about Cole's notes. And so then I went on to Cole's notes and I got like the quickened version to figure out like, how did this book end? Um, and then wrote my, um, book report based off of Cole's notes. And so I feel like, I don't know, I, I think, that this is like one step further where instead of just giving like it's literally feeding you the answers that you need yeah um yeah. 
in, in terms of like the education, but then where does, where do you draw the line? Where is it giving you, like, where is it filling in those blanks? Where is it giving you the things, um, that you are trying to, um, like you were talking about, like, you know, it's, it is taking away that critical thinking. So at what point, at what point, while it might be all like cool and shiny and whatever, is it harming people? Um, yeah. Like, at, at, where do you say like, you know, we shouldn't be integrating AI into this. And maybe that is what it's going to become is just like, this isn't a safe place for AI to be. Um, but this is, but then you like, I mean, I've been hearing about car accidents and it's a car that was, you know, doing its automated driving and right. like, yeah. so is it, is it a good thing? Like I, I would say no. Um, sure. But it's it, cool it to see like that when... our world can like advance in the way that it has. Like the fact that we can sure. say that our car is driving for us, like cool, I guess, maybe in a sense. But on the other hand, like if it is causing damage, you know, then you have that argument of like, well, statistically, it's not, there's not a ton of accidents that are involving, involving automated cars or sorry, cars that are uh, driving automatically. Yeah. Um, but like, but regardless, like those deaths are preventable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, That's yeah. That's an interesting one too. Like the way that, that I've heard it described too, is that if all the cars on the road were self-driving, then it would be fine because all those cars would know where all those other cars are. There wouldn't, there would be a level of communication between vehicles and, and within the network that those sure. that communicates with those vehicles that accidents wouldn't happen. Right. And so as soon as you incorporate human error into it, right. then you introduce the possibility for accidents to happen. And so in this like weird transition space where we have automated vehicles and we also have human drivers there's still going to be that that portion like where they they bleed into each other and then and then you have accidents happening right right so yeah. until we get to that place where every car on the road is self-driving and it's governed by a network and you put in your home address and you put in your go to like your arrival address like your a to b sure, and yeah. it charts a path yeah. along that lane you know with other cars on the road then fine but until we get there it's just not i know it's tough it's tough um yeah it's a good question there too from the chat isn't it too late now the floodgate has opened unless laws are passed to stop them i feel like it's going to keep going totally and that's the thing like where do yeah. honestly where do we draw the line where do we say that ai can't be involved like yeah or will it just take over the world like will it legitimately take over everywhere to a point I mean, that's, that we that's what elon musk is saying right oh. now he's like really concerned about it being being a thing that will run away from us that we will not have control over right right well um, i mean yeah if, if it is uh if it is a, a a way and it you know is constantly updating and constantly what did it say about siri um it said uh designed to learn from users behaviors and preferences improving its accuracy and effectiveness mm. over time like if that is what ai is oh my yeah. goodness like then look out we are like you should watch westworld <laughs> um yeah. because there's yeah there's just like um 
it is freaky. Like, I think it is. I, th- I honestly think it is. I think um, it's a, a very scary, um, yeah, like was mentioned, a very scary floodgate that, you know, now that it's opened, I don't think we're going to be able to close it. I don't think that we're going to be able to say, like, nope, we shouldn't put it there. Yeah. You're frozen on Instagram Live. I don't know what happened. That's okay. My phone is is almost dying oh, okay. so i'm just gonna plug it in okay. um yeah anyways interesting conversation i think that we could go so many other places with it i think um it oh, was yeah. cool thanks to those who came on on instagram live and engaged in conversation that was awesome i think it was a good idea to open up that um door um if given to the masses, it will be used in all sorts of ways, good and horrible, just like humans. Totally. Like, and that's like anything in a sense, like you are definitely, um, I don't want to open any can of worms about America and their gun laws, but, oh my goodness. um, yeah. you know, like as soon as you are giving permission to anyone, then, Terrible. um, you are, yeah, you're allowing, you're allowing a lot to happen. So AI, and, that's a huge you know, with, thing. With AI being a thing that is a computer system that learns off of a database, or that learns off of, what was the, the language here? Um, yeah, based on the database that it is trained on, right? So as long as that database is created by humans with human biases and human opinions and human history and human understanding and intelligence it's going to reflect humanity mm-hmm. and so you know once it starts getting away from us and uh, starts being able to be you know self-sufficient and sentient and all of that i mean yeah it's kind of it's kind of scary there. yeah i don't want it to kinda get scary <laughs> but in some ways it feels inevitable <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know what? For now, I'm okay with just asking it for a good old-fashioned recipe. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> what What do I do with the ingredients in my fridge? Um, yeah. You know, what is a cool non-alcoholic beverage that I can make with a base of ginger ale? <laughs> totally. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. Totally. Cool. Well, good conversation. Oh, you're back. You're not frozen oh, anymore. Oh, there we go. <laughs> hello. 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 Um, yeah. That was that was a an interesting an interesting conversation. I think we could probably um, continue it, but I think at this point we should probably say goodbye. Yeah. And thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later. Catch you later. Bye.